Anyong, Sangeeta, Poonam and Meenal are back with another episode of Crash Landed on K-Dramas. In today's episode, we are going to deep dive into a coming-of-age sports rom-com, weightlifting fairy Kim Bokju, with two very special guests, Moon and Harshi, who host the podcast Vichar. You all should tune into their podcast, which centers around pop culture covering TV shows and movies dominated by Bollywood and K-Dramas. Welcome Moon, welcome Harshi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Good to have you girls on our podcast. We're glad to, uh, you know, join this episode. <laughs> Thank you for having us. So, we have a legendary story about how we got started. We got started into podcasting without any kind of preparation just because Meena thought that we should do a podcast. So, we wanted to know how did you get started on podcasting and why? Uh, I'll start. So, during the pandemic uh, i started you know listening to a lot of k-pop music and uh, harshi and i we were like friends through a friend so uh, we, we had just met once before the pandemic uh, and uh, i got to know that she's interested in k-pop and we were all just chatting and you know uh, then we started speaking to each other like you know personally and then i understood that harshi has this entire you know gyan and a lot of knowledge about entire korean movies dramas and music space and then we started you know bonding over bts so initially it was k-pop she started recommending me songs and then i want you know i went on my k-pop journey and then i started watching k-dramas which is like the natural progression and then we realized that we vibed a lot on the kind of shows that we watched <laughs> and then that's how you know we started discussing shows and then we at that time nevertheless had came on and we started watching it together so like we used to like watch it together <laughs> to a netflix party and then that's how you know we realized that we re- and we started having lot of long conversations and our phone calls used to be like 3 to 4 hours <laughs> and there were times we were like what is happening <laughs> what is this entire world that we just you know succumbed into and we were talking about endlessly and that's when uh, we thought that we should you know start up so i think adding to moon before that uh, you know it used to be just me watching k drama like in my friend circle there weren't a lot of people who who had just started watching right so finally when i found, found moon who was genuinely interested in korean content i was like yes welcome to my world and i started like you know throwing recommendations left right center and it was like uh, I, you know moreover our discussion started saying that oh i like this show i like this actor i like this actress and then it started getting the conversation started getting deep i mean we were like dude we should totally start a podcast i wish pe- more people could hear what we talk about i think it's been a common theme even three of us got started because we had this need to talk about it in fact even before we started the podcast we were chatting with each other on similar kind of conversations see that the thing i heard this that you will both talk a lot generally as well and i think we also do that sometimes we aimlessly chat for hours sometimes even after we have spent hours after recording we still spend another <laughs> couple of hours chatting randomly <laughs> maximum relate it's because you're also good friends so you have to hear each other's view as well on that that i totally understand that but this is a good part of podcast that you guys are here together to exchange ideas talk about the things that you love about and have an opportunity where others can hear your conversation but what were the challenges of podcast yeah i I'd, i'd like to take that so first thing is that we uh, didn't really uh, you know first 
decide that it was going to be a podcast honestly we were uh, playing with the idea of whether it needs to be a youtube channel or a podcast uh, then we thought since we are like super beginners baby steps and podcast was the right platform or the uh, channel for us the challenges with starting a podcast was first was to identify the right format whether it's going to be a short format one or the long format and uh, you know finding the right kind of tools to get get started with the recording and then editing i mean honestly saying both of us did not have any prior background experience of you know editing we can't edit reels man like we <laughs> i mean now i can understand the generation gap between gen z and myself though i used to always make fun of people are yaar aunty uncle logo ko technology kaha hi aata i mean i'm sorry for the <laughs> intermittent hindi dialogues because that those were the thoughts you're making me feel very old now harshi i take two hours to decide which song goes on my instagram story and then we had to record and edit so we we uh, spoke to a lot of our friends in our own circle who do all these uh, kind of creative stuff record videos do editings a lot of them kind of helped us a lot yeah and then we ended up recording our first episode you know fun fact after recording our first episode the my name it took us more than uh, almost a month's time yeah. to even put it out because after yeah. recording we were like hmm, are you sure we are you sure you want to put it out dude i sound so weird like is this my voice i do not want to no no we still do that so moon harshi please be prepared if you don't see this episode out in couple of months also it's absolutely normal for us or even if it is it doesn't come out in this year also you're hurting me sangeeta <laughs> you are the most proactive one i am the underachiever or underperformer in this team i'll share another interesting thing so when we started so as harshi mentioned right we recorded and then we took around a month to get that episode out which was our first episode which was on my name and then uh, we had really did not have anything in mind as to what we'll be discussing so obviously we were watching a lot of k uh, content at that time so korean dramas were the immediate thing to be discussed but then we because we watch like a lot of content and we realized that we vibe on a lot of other content as well which is not korean which came like after the korean discussion and all of that right so then we were like no we need to discuss the shows that we're watching in indian cinema or say like american shows or you know any other kind of content and then uh even after we started recording and putting out our podcasts we were so mortified of telling it to our friends so apart from like three four close friends <laughs> who knew about this journey we were like no 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 they are going to we had like this really big you know uh feeling that they are going to solid you know judge us <laughs> and they'll be like what are these girls doing because all of the boys <laughs> they used to make a lot of fun of us because we always had this entire vibe going on around k dramas so we were mortified that we had actually started a show on it because they were already taking a diss at our conversations that were happening yes and also the stigma attached to the k drama right it's like only watched by girls and because it's only rom yeah exactly they were still embarrassed and oh my god it, it's only very recently that we were uh, we started telling people 
yeah we had like a friend on our <laughs> episode and then we were like okay this is the time when we can't live this hana montana you know <laughs> we are not living these dual lives <laughs> i have a follow up question so you guys were scared to share it with your friends we were opposite we shared it only with friends in the beginning and all our friends kind of did listen to us they were even if they privately maybe made fun of us they were like really really supportive of us in fact initially those were the only listeners we had but i wanted to know how hard or easy has it been to reach out to your listeners to find listeners for your podcast and conversation so exactly so we had this entire thought process behind not sharing it with our friends was because if we tell it to our friends even if they'll take a diss at us they'll follow us right they'll follow us they'll, they might listen to the episodes but if they don't find it interesting they will not continue it so sustainability was a big thing and we wanted like organic followers when we started so that's what i told harshi that let's you know keep like an episode count of 9 or 10 in our mind and then till then let's see what is the actual audience for our podcast so that's what we did and we don't i'm not saying that we have like a very high follow account but we do have some listeners who are like very organic and that's how we found you all hashi yeah so adding to what moon was saying it is more about uh, yeah like organic followers right we want a more than you know idea of starting this podcast as content creators we started it of having a community of like minded people like it was not about have you know becoming a very popular podcaster or something like that when we met each other and started talking about halu content we realized that you know we are vibing a lot and there might be more people more girls boys who might you know in the fear of being judged by you know that these people watch k dramas that is all about romcom we wanted a safe space where we could discuss dramas all the good things and the bad things all the toxic and the healthy aspects of it and i think that's how we decided not to share it with our immediate friend circle first because they were not very familiar with this ground of k dramas so hence that was a very conscious choice for us and somehow you know we found also yeah and i mean just adding to it somehow we found that after we like shared it with our friends also like recently we have now realized that you know there are a lot of people who do relate to the korean content and do watch these shows but probably they they're not really vocal about it or probably they have not found the right people or the community to talk to uh, you know talk to about it and i mean recently there's this there has been this you know entire korean wave because of the pandemic and all the streaming platforms picking it up and then we have shows like squid game and you know obviously parasite was there so now people are realizing that this is something which is not you know just a very niche space or like very cliche uh, the kind of things that they you know usually think that korean content is but yeah there's a lot of other uh you know movies and storylines that they portray which is not cliche last thing on this uh just want to say that after we have kind of uh, you know outed the podcasting to our friends they have been very supportive though they have yeah. been we've been getting a lot of encouraging messages and phone calls saying that we are really proud of you that you're doing something that you really like and i am really thankful to my to all our friends both our friends that they are being so supportive and family as well just right off the bat like you're doing podcast proud of you 
right thanks guys without much further ado we should go into the deep dive of weightlifting fairy king book you i'm glad that this is our topic with you guys because for first time we recorded healthy relationships with you and i do think that this drama is complete embodiment of one healthy relationship so over to you meenala sangeeta to take it forward yes so let's go into the deep dive before uh, we start off with the deep dive a disclaimer for our listeners we have a spoiler and a non spoiler section we will provide timestamps in our episodes so for those listeners who've not watched this drama you can stop listening after the non spoiler section watch the drama and then come back and listen to the entire episode for those who've already watched the drama join us as we cover our favorite scenes characters what we liked and disliked about this drama So a quick plot summary Weightlifting Fairy Kim Bokchu is a coming of age sports drama inspired by the life of Olympic gold medalist Jang Miran this released in 2016 The protagonist Kim Bokchu is played by Lee Sung Kyung uh, she is a 21 year old weightlifter at a sports university in Korea aspiring to be a national level athlete Nam Joo Hyuk plays Jung Joo Hyung a talented swimmer at the same university they meet each other at this university and these childhood acquaintances go on to become best friends to lovers and this trope follows in the most delightful manner the drama's main focus however is bokju's first crush her heartbreak finding love again her friendships her coaches her wonderful family and everyone who supports her in pursuing her dream of becoming an international medalist in weightlifting so Like I always say, the most obvious question: How did you all start watching weightlifting fairy Kim Bokchu? Moon and Harshi, you can start first. Yeah, I kind of picked up uh, this drama back in two thousand eighteen when I was on a continuous K drama watching spree, and I'm glad that this is such a happy accident for me. So I went into watching this drama without any expectations. Uh, had no idea, uh, you know what. what's the, what this drama has to offer except for the fact that it is about a weightlifter whose name is Kim Bok Joo this is such a heartwarming drama about first crush first love college friendships and sports of course absolutely loved Nam Joo Hyuk and Lee Sung Kyung in this drama uh, when i first started i had no idea who these people are you know i think this is one of the best dramas that i usually recommend to uh, all the new k drama watchers uh, especially if they are into a lot of rom com uh, you know fluffy romances and uh, college love story sort of a thing i don't say for fluffy romances i i don't know it it the, all the all the uh, you know scenes between uh, junyong and bokju they are just like all butterflies right Bomb, yeah yeah i mean and uh, for me it w- uh, this drama was a happy continuation because just before this i had watched uh, strong girl bumsoon contrary to the uh, other rom coms and the melodramatic uh, love stories that k dramas has to offer uh, very few dramas like we had discussed in our healthy relationship episode uh, the relationships in this drama were quite a surprise to me which is why Uh, I absolutely enjoyed this one. Moon, why don't you? Um, so yeah, I've always been like a late bloomer when it comes to the Korean dramas, and uh, as I mentioned, that I started watching all these K shows uh, during the pandemic, and weightlifting uh, Kim Bokju was one of the recommendations in like the starter pack for the K dramas. 
स्ट्रॉन्ग गर्ल बॉन्ग सून एंड वेट लिफ्टिंग फेरी किम बॉक जू वर टिपिकली यू नो द शोज दैट आई हैड दैट वर रिकमेंडेड एंड आई हैड नॉट वॉचड बिकॉज आई थॉट दैट दे आर लाइक क्लीशे रोमांसिस एंड आई हैड दिस सम हाउ आई हैड दिस रॉन्ग आइडिया दैट दे आर लाइक फ्रॉम अ वेरी ओल्डर time so i thought it it's like around from the 2000 to 2000 you know the older k dramas and i don't usually relate to it because i'm very you know tropey and you know very sketchy so uh, i thought that probably it's not for me and and i as i mentioned i had certain biases i thought that okay i might not really like it and then i did not watch it but harshi has been recommending it for the longest time and she's been pushing her you need to watch it you need to I'm like, yeah, yeah yeah i'll watch it and then we had this you know our own episode with you about healthy relationships and you all were like you know just going on and on and on about the show and how their relationship was so great and so authentic and you know uh, how it's so organic as well so then i was like okay let's give it a <laughs> chance and then uh, when i watched it i was like oh my god and i was totally wrong and i was totally cleared of all of my biases so <laughs> i was i was like yeah and uh, surprisingly uh in all the korean shows that i've watched uh it is probably one of the greatest examples of friends to lovers trope and very genuine so i really recommend i picked it up i was watching korean dramas one by one in 2017 so back then there were not so many dramas on netflix also but i was going by the ratings just googling up whatever the dramas because i i started liking them and i was like okay what else is there to watch So I was picking up one by one. So one of those was again weightlifting. Perry Kimbogju. I had no idea about the leads. I was initially a little apprehensive, thinking weightlifting Perry Kimbogju. But then it says a rom-com. I don't know how that's going to happen, right? Because having watched a lot of Indian content, we haven't seen many great examples in terms of uh, sports-based romance or dramas, typically. so i wasn't very sure of it but i thought okay let's give it a try because uh, the leads both of them look good and lee sung kyung especially she is so cute right from episode 1 you're like wow bokju is adorable she's adorable <laughs> her her innocence is what really really keeps you hooked okay her innocence in every aspect of Absolutely. her reaction is just amazing <laughs> actually yes you know usually if other actresses do agyo the cutesy stuff it looks like very acting but it you know it was like second skin to lee sung kyung when she goes like you know she's like a weightlifter she's 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 this huge girl but then she goes like oh she's like the steady bear right <laughs> yes. that's the image that i had on the time steady bear <laughs> huge warm steady bear cutie i was very lonely on my k drama watching journey at that particular point of time and i used to find my dramas purely based on wiki ratings if wiki app gave a rating of 9 plus to a drama then it was definitely on my list to watch and typically i don't like to watch drama which is about you know high schoolers or college guys i was old even before <laughs> i was old and i didn't want to watch i was little apprehensive but wiki rating was big thing and second thing i am a big fan of anything sports sports drama sports movie sports series these are the things i really really love this was another sport like weightlifting i mean at the time weightlifting wasn't this cool sport at all and they had a somebody you know starring in it so i was like my curiosity was picked same reasons as uh, poonam and sangeeta i had no idea about this it just kept popping on my netflix recommendations it was sports I said, okay, if it's not a cheesy romance, I'll continue. If it's a cheesy romance, I'm dropping it, <laughs> and I didn't drop it, and that is why we are here <laughs> discussing this drama. Okay, I think we already covered of what was our perception and whether it lived up to our expectations yeah. or not, given how much we loved this drama. 
But if you are to sell this drama to somebody as a first time or recommend them to watch, what is the one USP you would tell them? So it it just won't be just one thing for me. It's like the absolute uh, beautiful portrayal of all sorts of healthy relationships, be it family relationships, friendships, you know, lovers, uh, friends to lovers tropes, or be it a relationship with your team itself. So that has been absolutely amazing in the story and another one i mentioned before uh, was that it is all of romance and fluff and cute cute thing and just watch it guys if you if you're feeling low in life just watch it <laughs> it's just too cute to not put you in good mood yeah and i think as hachi mentioned it's like a coming of age uh, show right about how, about what we do in our life and also the accurate description of the sports backdrop and you know the journey of the weightlifters and the swimmers and even the gymnasts how they've mentioned it and their relationships with their parents their coaches and obviously the you know the romantic relationship that hachi mentioned but definitely it's such a fun show that it puts you in a good mood I would just say a sports drama with a healthy, warm relationship. It is a sports drama because actually you don't even notice it because your focus is so much on their relationship, but it does cover so many aspects of life of athlete or what it means to them. Why do they do that? What are the problems that they go through? Their particular challenges. I do think that it does it so well without actually pointing your attention to them. For me, it's uh, definitely the friends to lovers trope. because uh, very rarely you see that well done in any kind of content western korean indian i see very few uh, dramas or films which do proper justice to it because it's either rushed or it's all of a sudden you're like wondering what when did this happen so <laughs> this drama i think they show it very organic the other part is how wholesome the whole portrayal of college life is not just the sports but what one goes through in during the time when you are in college your first crash your heart breaks you know uh, how she gets over the whole uh, questioning herself she's constantly thinking like you could say existential crisis that is when it starts right it starts from your college life and i don't think it ever ends until you die <laughs> so i think that is a very wholesome portrayal of all this so yeah pretty pretty much what all all of you summed up but for me i also loved how the focus was on a female protagonist her journey and even in sports they've shown what females can go through as it is society imposes so much uh, on us to uh, again take a sport like weightlifting and to go through all those insecurities and i think the portrayal and how it played out was what i would say for people please watch it's it's an excellent uh, drama to watch. i think about that meenal the the portrayal of uh, female insecurities like you said it was even more stark or uh, interesting because they do it in contrast to the gymnasts who are supposed to be this most correct, elegant correct. and more feminine characters right so most of this character that everything that they have i think that that's very well done so we now jump to the spoiler section if people have not watched this drama they should stop now and then come back to this section obviously which were your favorite characters what did you love about them and any character that you thought should have had more screen space so we can tackle each character and all of us can pitch in somebody start off obviously the lead parents <laughs> who's going to kick off yeah i mean it, it, this is such a wholesome show that you actually kind of fall for all the characters but like i think my favorite were obviously bokju 
she's such a riot of a character and i loved her like every each of her expressions and as you mentioned that she's a weightlifter but she's so cute like in her real life her from her outfits to her hairstyles her hair clips and the way she is it's she's adorable and and her gang you know nanhi and uh, i think so what's her the other girl so no yeah both of them so they bio i really love them because actually they're very relatable and the entire way they go about you know always trying to know what is there on the food menu it just reminded me of my college days <laughs> that you know you're always looking forward to food <laughs> so that was really nice for me i absolutely loved uh, bokju's character uh, you know deserves to be in to be mentioned in the title but uh, more than uh, uh, Bokju herself, I liked it because it was played by Lee Sung Kyung, because she played it really well. It had it been any other actress, uh, though I have other favorites, I don't think I would be so convinced. Uh, but if you separate Lee Sung Kyung and just look at Bokju, she is a typical uh, no, uh, K drama uh, lead, female lead. She's cute. She's like you know she's uh, she ha- she needs to achieve something. So there's a lot of cliche to Bokju's character, but it's been done absolutely brilliantly by lee sung kyung which is why i ended up loving that character true the innocence and the awkwardness that she brings to the character i think she she did a fab job you just can't yes. in, in everything from her dressing to her body language i have a confession to make yeah, this is the only only lee sung kyung role that i have loved <laughs> she has done like better acting in other places as well she was in it's okay that's enough and she was also in doctors in those two places she does really good acting by the way but i didn't like her but this is the one lee sung kyung role which i think nobody else could have done also i cannot picture bokju without her expressions her, it is just her and this is the only time i have like whole hearted hit liked her and it is also lee sung kyung's favorite role uh, she was interviewed for shooting stars and she said this is my favorite role because of the variety i got to display uh, emotions i got to display in uh, this uh, character she loves it <laughs> And Namjo Yook was asked, "What's his ideal type?" He said, "My offline ideal type is somebody like Bokju." <laughs> he is giving away a lot <laughs> with that statement. <laughs> Lee Sung Kyung's role is like Ruminan said; it is not unidimensional at all. There are bad parts to it. In fact, we don't even notice Bokju is actually a betrayer to her friends so many times. Yeah. <laughs> As a friend, I should like hold and beat her up for doing all the things that she has pulled up. Yes. But Lee Sung Kyung just makes it very warm, very warm. That's what it is. There's a scene right where they have fought, and uh, then she wants has to make up with him, and then these girls are like, "Let's hang out." You know, they've won that strike. They've got their coaches. They're happy. Let's hang out. She goes quietly. Oh, I'm tired. Then she goes, "Girls, I love you all, but I also need to date." <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> "She knows she's betraying them." <laughs> She has betrayed them yes. a lot of times in the drama, <laughs> and even the way she makes up with her friends, it is so cute and natural, right? It's not a full blown, you know, meet up or it's not dramatic. So there's one scene where, uh, you know, Sonok is not aware that uh, uh, this uh, Bokju has been going to the weight losing clinic, right? And then she's really pissed. She's not talking to both these girls uh, for like days together. And then one fine day, uh, this get uh, uh, Bokju gets to know that. Uh, she's been betrayed by her own roommate 
and she comes to her friend's room and then she's like uh, you know what stop being angry at me because i want to talk to you about it <laughs> and then she's just like it's so natural and they are just fine in the next scene yeah this yeah. is what happens this happens i have actually called my friend and they go bahut ho gaya you can you know get angry at me some other time but this has happened and they really need you to listen and tell me what to do <laughs> which is what made it so like you know heartwarming like you know what they are they are like real friends no and they go on the terrace and they like ball it out and they are crying and she like i was embarrassed and she like you hid it from me and like typical friends in that age fighting okay and then you don't know who's who's in the wrong yeah. everybody is like i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> okay who exactly was wrong here that friendship writing was a uh, very well done because friends aren't like overly caring all the time as well because we we treat each other brutally as well we have to show mirror to each other one of the basic tenets of friendship is to be able to pull other person's leg down as much as possible so exactly. you catch heartwarming thing just by the emotions you know when she is pulling that tire basically yeah get over depression by the way their food love for food doesn't subside they're busy eating and they're like okay why is she doing this just eating and eating and eating while <laughs> speculating about her situation and then then they are like okay this has gone on too much and then they go intervene and uh, take off the tire i feel like that's exactly how friends are they don't mollycoddle you they don't say great things about you all the time they don't say sweet things about you so the writing was so good cuz how relatable it was and i think even bokju's relationships the way she admired and respected her coaches and her love for her dad i don't think at any point in the drama they made her show that she's missing her mother or she's you know of course she misses it's very natural but it wasn't uh, how made it show guilty like you know her father's feeling guilty but their dynamic was so good in terms of how loving her uncle and her father were to her and how much she also appreciated and they were also very cool with each other they didn't get very emotional or anything but only a couple of scenes but that dynamic stayed throughout how much she loves and how much she wants to do it for her father who also wanted to be uh, a national level athlete but it's not that unlike uh, where parents tend to force your kids into uh, sports or careers which to live their unfulfilled dreams her father didn't do that because she loved weightlifting so much he pushed her for it he's like okay you do what you want which i thought was really lovely how wholesome her whole personality was and how much admiration she had for all the people uh, around her so yeah let's talk about uh, namjoon's character no but let's you. talk about why you were not watching weightlifting fairy <laughs> yes yes please talk about it oh god let's not talk about it it's a moment of confession moon <laughs> Okay so I have to confess that I had not at all warmed up to Namju Yuk because I made the mistake of you know starting the wrong curriculum of okay, Kedamas <laughs> and so yeah so like I watched startup first and uh, I watched it in nine episodes I still not completed it I don't think I can ever because I'm a big uh, Kim Sono fan and and I did not like Namju Yuk at all and it was the only show uh, so now I watched it 2521 but yeah like before that so <laughs> till then I was like no I can't watch this show I don't like this actor you know I was just I had all sorts of wrong ideas about uh, how he can act and you know all of that and then Harshi was like no no you have to watch it and obviously you guys also gave me a lot of push on our episode so <laughs> I was like okay yeah come on let's give him a chance <laughs> and then I was like oh my god <laughs> what is happening 
and then i think by the end of fifth or sixth episode he's so natural so probably it's his best yeah, it is. drama i mean i watched 25 21 as it well is his best but drama. i would have yes. to say yeah this is his best drama till now i think 25 21 writing was a bit flawed they tried to make his character bit too mature yeah. it didn't work out well but yeah. ranjit's acting is here in this one kim bokju absolute natural yeah he's so natural and like he's like the perfect boyfriend he's the greatest you know like and he was really aptly cast because he comes out as a great swimmer so that was like the first thing that i was convinced okay yeah he's a good swimmer he's tall and all and you know he fits well in the role and then as we see his comic timing the way he always teases bokju i love it all the scenes and the natural progression as to how you know he finds uh, her uh, so adorable and how they you know become from friends to boyfriend a uh, girlfriend and how their relationship transcends also uh, he's very good with so i like their brother's relationship as well all the scenes between him and his elder brother that is also so natural and the conversation is so nice so he's he's been so organic so at no moment in the show uh, i thought that you know he's not jung ji hyun and nam ju hyuk he was so good and uh, he's 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 probably probably the best boyfriend shown in the k drama as well so yeah i mean <laughs> i was totally sold <laughs> I I call Namjoo Hyuk in uh, weightlifting fairy Kimbokju trophy boyfriend. He was the perfect example of a trophy boyfriend, where the whole story is about her. It's her achievements, her problems, her uh, life, and everything. And he's just being this, you know, supporter, constant supporter, and being this real sweet uh, boyfriend, right? Just like how we think about all these super achiever, successful men with trophy girlfriends. He's like that for me. <laughs> I love the fact that before he knew who she was or he you know started liking her or how he was helping her with you know with her brother his brother his crush on her brother trying to help her very good it didn't change from the minute one to the last episode how much he was in awe of her as a athlete his respect for Bokju as an athlete as a fellow athlete and he kept reminding her you won't make mistakes you are awesome you if you don't love yourself and if you be embarrassed about yourself after winning a gold medal who will love you so even though he was upset or even though he was happy he was constantly never wavered from supporting her at uh, i i still of the last scene is my favorite you know when she's lost it completely she starts mistrusting that he's having and behind her back he's probably you know when she's at the national center and then he goes to drop her and he does this eye movement so very cutely namjoo does that really well and he's like look into my eyes do you not see how much i am in love with you i would never ever be able to cheat on you not because he's afraid of her but because he just won't he's so much in love with her and how he's waiting for her at the airport the look in his eyes of awe i think namjoo you brought it really well to jungjoo and i love i love each scene when they both are together also when he's teasing her over her eating he takes her case yeah. oh one first uh, are these only two trays you've had or oh, maybe you're going to have another one like no you're not going to have another one. <laughs> my favorite scene was i didn't realize this at the first watch at the second rewatch she's you know upset after the whole fiasco has happened where her coaches have discovered and now she's being punished right she's upset she's walking through the ground he puts a sausage and it's like a fishing rod he lures her and he's like oh you're so easy yeah it all takes a sausage to lure you even when you're upset <laughs> even even in the saddest of times he doesn't forget his sense of humor so he was just i don't know, i can go on and on about him <laughs> so for me uh, you know namjoo's character jun young 
he was like a golden retriever right he's just <laughs> like he's all over the screen whenever he's on the screen and there's book jo he looks at like he he'd be going through the most difficult times he's he's just visited his psychiatrist and uh he's coming out after a therapy session and then he sees uh bokju and then he goes like jumping <laughs> waiting for her to respond and he forgets dude you have problems in your life <laughs> i have to deal with them <laughs> so that's really cute and also for the fact that you know we've been going on and on about such a well written boyfriend character uh, jun yong is uh you know th- in 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 the earlier episodes you see that uh, bokju gets drunk after uh, you know uh, because she has to lie to her uh, uh, doctor uh, that she, she'll she'll stop coming so she gets drunk with him and she gets sloshed all right and as any gentleman boyfriend would do because it's freezing cold outside he could have taken off his coat and given it to her but no this boy puts a newspaper on her <laughs> and then he says you will oh, there's so many of that scenes i have i'm a boy gentleman <laughs> and then he takes her in that shopping cart and uh, all the banter between bokju and junyong it's like uh, very cute like i've been sold over this uh show and i've been recommending to hundreds of people only because of th- those cute things but yeah we cannot oversee the fact that he's been such a caring and uh, sweet boyfriend also even before they became uh, a couple uh, a lot of time junyong is the voice for bokju a lot of times when when she is going through difficult times he is the one who goes and confronts his elder brother why did you come to the uh, to her uh, final competition and you know uh, uh, why did you go call her and meet again and tell that things did not work out with me so a lot of times even before he has started loving her uh, he is he is bokju's voice and i think that comes from the adoration that uh, he has formed right from the childhood where where he first fell for literally fell on top of her <laughs> and for her and since then he adores her to the fullest and that you can see like you mentioned till the last episode whatever hershey was describing that even before the relationship formally started namjinil's character he was thinking for kim bokju that's very rare it's empathy such empathetic people are very very rare when she pulls up that rice sacks on his behalf and representing his swimming team instead of her own team he is completely in pain he is like my god they will treat you as a traitor and then he was so angry at her and he tells her how did you think that i was so thoughtless that i'll go and tell your team like that how could you so he was always always thinking on her behalf which is what later he realizes that i have been in relationship been dating her all alone without knowing this yes that was a good realization yeah at that age to have a such a empathetic boyfriend even a friend who is thinking of you first putting you first how much trouble he would have been if she hadn't put up those rice sacks is not thinking about himself at all every time that i watched the drama yesterday it kept reminding me of another character that kwon jong rook touch your hearts lawyer played by lee dong wook because his character was exactly like that no matter what happened he would always say for example there was a time that actress is worried that she hit something about herself and he is like you know what always put yourself first if you feel like there is still something that you cannot tell me don't tell me it's okay that kind of empathy 
is so rarely sought in real world so i'm glad that you know people are writing characters like that a friend of mine she watched touch your heart she said it's not possible this is unreal character <laughs> i think people would say that about namji yuk's character as well that it's not possible and especially he is sought after by females but he has eyes only for kim bokchu from start to finish i think minal was saying this when she goes to tehran for the national training center and she was so insecure about him and she he tells her before she gets into that center she says that so you know don't worry about your boyfriend don't think about it when you go inside think of only one thing which is your training think of that even though she hasn't exactly vocalized it he knows that this is her like biggest worry and he is going out of the way to quell that that's why i believe that empathy makes it such a heartwarming character what about the other supporting cast i think this drama had a wholesome supporting cast for me the friends were fantastic i want to give a special mention to nani because every time that cute little face came on my screen i cracked up because her expressions her wholeheartedness joy in her friends she was amazing and really i wanted a side track for her okay i wanted a love track for her because every next guy she saw she was in love with him <laughs> every next guy she wanted to date we all know one one such friend in real life as well who is always like hey this one's cute that one's cute everyone is cute <laughs> but nanhi was also very empathetic when it came to relationship nobody understood things better than her especially about bokchu's relationship her first love later love she always understood her perspective very well and she kept a secret also because she found it you know. and then told it to the coach at the right time yeah yeah exactly so she was very empathetic and yeah she was always lighting up the screen and you know that uh, messy line you know being like <laughs> characters though bokju was in the uh, center of this entire universe uh, sonok and uh, nanvi are at two extreme ends uh, i don't know uh, if if this uh, comparison would be relatable but because i am such a huge bts fan and i'm used to watching like a lot of uh, bts uh, uh, behind the scenes videos sonok gave me like very sugar vibes and nanvi was very like jimin they <laughs> young vibes right they were like uh, uh, two opposite ends of uh, the same uh, friendship but they were always there for uh, bokju and they would always be there to cover up for her and always be there to support her and what was uh, even more heartwarming is that they all are in the same field they are not from different uh, sports they are all pursuing weightlifting so sometimes uh, you know supporting your uh, one particular friend uh, without that jealousy or that biasness is also very difficult especially when you're all training to become national athletes so that aspect there was no toxicity in their friendship at all uh, one thing i have my complaints is that uh, i wanted to see both sonok and nanhui practice a little bit of weightlifting on the screen more because Uh, there was barely any uh, weightlifting weightlifting uh, scenes for these girls uh, other than bokju or just kind of being 
a cheerleader for the, her but uh, apart from that i mean a beautiful swag swag arshi <laughs> i have to say one thing you said that they were competitors but still there was no toxicity about it so remember the time when bokshu wins the medal she's completely sad because the doctor has figured out that she had a crush and doctor had been had her match so she's like very much down in in slumps and those two friends say that oh are you not trying to be happy because of her so don't do that celebrate be happy i was like so sweet they are they're trying to think oh, what are the different reasons why she couldn't express herself and they want her to be happy because they are really happy genuinely happy for her so sweet they were yeah. and they were supportive throughout yeah for bokju like till the end till the end they were her biggest supporters and so proud of her by the way their biggest gestures of support was bringing food for her yeah or, i yeah. will save this snack for you i will get this for you <laughs> I will do this for you, <laughs> but I will help you eat this. <laughs> and I still remember, and Nani, uh, Nani relied on Bokju. I don't know whether because it was the physique or whatever, or she felt protected when Nani sees that ghost uh, in the dorm, right? She the first thing she calls Bokju, come, come here. I want you here. I am so scared. Only you can protect me. So they they are a lovely, uh, I don't know, sisters. Everything all rappers are uh, going. I wanted to talk about Namjoo Hyuk's friend's character because he's he doesn't get as much credit. I think Namjoo Hyuk was a very terrible friend. Exactly, he's all the time poor guy, running around doing everything for Namjoo Hyuk, and he's like, okay, he's there. He he's just supposed to do my bidding. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> What has he done to deserve this? <laughs> Yeah, their friendship was bit funny. When he comes to the amusement park, Namjoo gets actually annoyed to see him. He's like, "You, you are here. Why are you here on my date?" And then next time, when he's there with the girls and they are spying on Namjoo Hyuk, and he's like, "Aren't you supposed to be on my side? Like, supposed to be my friend and not spy on me?" Those two boys were some bizarre friends, yeah. <laughs> But I think a lot of uh, boy friendships are like that. Yeah, they are like that. In in a lot of female friendships, we see that whether the other person is empathetic or not, supportive or not. There's a lot of give and take in female friendships. But in boys, it is just like uh, you know, you're my friend. It's declared till the end of life. There's no going back now. <laughs> You'll just have to you know put through whatever <laughs> I give you. And their friendship language is basically cursing each other out. Yeah. the family the father uncle and kim bokshu they were such a sweet tight family unit i have seen other movies like i was saying dangal is another one where a female weightlifter is part of it but in in that indian context the father and daughter don't express themselves so much but it's evident sorry wrestling sorry yeah i knew i was saying something wrong <laughs> yeah but father and daughter don't talk much because the father and daughter relationships within the culture that we saw but here this was a father and daughter duo who were actually very expressive even when they they were saying harsh things to each other you don't care what every time the father said you don't care about me and all of that i heard i love you i love you i love you and every time she shouted at her father that i heard i love you i love you and one character that i felt was not written well not written well i wouldn't say that but i feel like that got a short shift was the uncle shamchu it could be also because that i'm big fan of kang king young but i felt he was such a dedicated brother he understood bokchu so well especially when he realizes that why bokchu rebels he always speaks her perspective to the father i really really wanted the father and daughter to go and give a hug to him to shamchu and i really thought that he should have had his track as well he was also very empathetic to 
coach Choi. Whenever he would hear that she's into trouble, he would actually go out of his seeking her. So for me, this family unit, this was like really heartwarming and also very relatable. The way they spoke to each other. I wouldn't say that one scene, Meenal, you wrote about, so you can talk about it. The one with the when she sees the insurance policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will come to, th- I will come to that. But uh, while on Kang Ki Young, I used to love the fact yeah. that he, before even I think Bokju and Jung Hyun started dating, he would just address him as my future son-in-law. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you will better the genes of this family. <laughs> and when the father was like, I don't know if he's, you know, he looks like a weasel. He's like, please, he's more handsome than Bokju. You should be glad <laughs> that he likes Bokju. <laughs> so he was very really matter of fact. <laughs> And even the father says that Bokju should be careful and all. She has to be careful. He says that I approve of... No, no, no. He says that... No, no. I think he should be the one who should be careful. I don't know. seems to be like head over heels over him. And he needs to be the one who should be careful. <laughs> yeah, I really thought that Shamchun needs a group hug from father and daughter. Yeah, For being so loyal to both of them at all times. But a special mention to Jung Jung Yun's family, his uncle and aunt, uh, given the backdrop of that his mom had remarried and left them. Uh, he was, I think, very lucky to have such loving uh, uncle and aunt. And I don't think at any moment they made him feel that he's different from their own son. Apart from the fact that they hid a few things which they shouldn't have. And obviously they were doing it with good intention. Uh, but uh, Lee, Lee Yun Jung... Uh, Sangeeta, did I get the name? Yeah, Leon Jun. Leon yes. Jun, we love. Yes. Collectively, amongst three of us, we love her. But how adorable she was, yeah, in this, in this, whatever little scenes, even when they, he, he has an outburst and she slaps him for the first time. She's feeling so guilty that why did she do it? And she should have been honest. So more than blaming him or calling him a brat, more it was like, did I go wrong in raising him? Okay. So a lot of their scenes touched me. Yeah, some of these things, when you keep something from someone, you don't know when is the right time to tell, reveal the secret, Correct. right? So it's it's like you just end up in these uh, sad situations because you never get the timing right. So I think it's it was relatable. Yeah, he was going through a heartbreak that his mother didn't come to just to see him. She came for another reason. Knowing that he was with her, she could have easily been overcome with jealousy and, you know, tried to put his mother in a negative manner. She just makes him understand her side of things also, which I thought she was very magnanimous and generous at heart. So it was very lovely to watch her. So, yeah, definitely one of my favorite characters. She played such a small role as the mother, but those scenes, she was nothing but the mother. Even that last showdown scene that you talked about where she slaps, she came across as nothing but the mother. My mom would exactly slap me like that if I were being brash like that. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, she never differentiated. It was so, uh, so beautiful to watch. Okay. I thought brother got treated badly as well. He's the second character. I was like, poor thing was just being nice. Yeah, both of them go and make him feel bad for being nice. Even the girlfriend, Ayong. Dude, you, yeah. out of your own choice, decided to stay by his side for as friend for 10 years. That's your choice. You can't make him feel bad for that. And frankly speaking, I wasn't sold in their relationship at all. I thought that they wanted to close the... They didn't want to leave him alone. Yeah. No, for me, uh, the uh, Hyung's character, J.E., I, I feel that it's a very complicated uh, way of, uh, you know, showing that character because he his intentions are all nice and sweet and all of that. But a lot of times, a lot of sweetness leads to diabetes, right? It's like... <laughs> 
True, extra sweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not necessary that all your, uh, you know, whatever your goodness or kindness always does good to others. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes you need to open your eyes and not be... But you can't blame that character. No, a lot of times, sometimes you can't be blindly good to anyone uh, without understanding the consequences of what it might happen. And... Uh, given the fact that he was like the elder character in all the in this entire setup of all the kids, he should have been a little bit more considerable of especially dealing with first crushes, first love, first heartbreaks. So I find that unrealistic that he doesn't understand that Bokju is developing these feelings for him. That which is very evident yeah. in the way like when he when she finds him on the road and she's trying to poke him to see if he's really him. I mean, you would at least think, right? Okay, why is she doing this? Why what what is that expression on her face? So that was a little unbelievable. Even after Jun Yong comes and, uh, uh, even after Jun Yong comes and, you know, educates his brother saying that, you know, you were her first crush and he should have just stopped there. Yeah. He, there was no need of him calling her out no, and beta, aisa nahi hai types. I'm like, relax, bhaiya. I understand that need to do that. True, as Junyong said that you probably did it to unburden yourself, but that's what he felt. Na? I am the elder one and I didn't notice this and I probably misled and all of that, which probably did harm. But still, you can't make kind characters or kind people feel bad for it. If other people are having an adverse effect, that is because they are seeing things out of their prism of experience, which he is not aware about. Until that moment when he was going to the gym, where the brother tells him that you are her first crush, he was totally innocent. Yeah. I can't blame him for going to the match or yeah, yeah. doing that. Frankly speaking, the girlfriend character I didn't like only. There's nothing to dislike as such. Hope meets a person for the first time and asks them, hey, who were you crushing on in the school? I was like, are you out of your mind when they both four go for that lunch together and she, she has just heard the gossip that she liked somebody at the campus? Why would you out a student like that? And I thought that it was quite insensitive. And then she tells the brother that when you are kind, I feel like you are drawing the line. Drawing the line is the individual's right. I'm quite within my right to draw a line in my relationships. I felt like that you made a choice to be that person's friend because you thought you hope that person will notice you. But I don't think that makes him bad person at all. If you think it's not working out for you, move on. Go find somebody else. Don't stay as a friend. Now don't be used. We got a bit of a raw deal at the end. Yeah. For me, A Young's character was you know, it is like uh, instrument in writing where, you know, you're writing so many multiple characters with a lot of eccentricities, right? Someone's too cute, someone's too, uh, you know, strong, someone's too emotional. Aeyong was kind of that point of narration where uh, she just re-establishes or reconfirms that this is what's happening in a particular scene, right? So uh, Aeyong is the common uh, character which has uh, connects with all the athletic uh, students so basically she knows what is happening and they have shown everybody's uh, relation with her in the campus every time they visit the infirmary so uh, we know that she knows the background of all these uh, student characters and also with the doctor because you know now he is tied to jun yong and bokju and all of them so i think this uh, a young's character was written only to tie up all these characters together so which is and sort of uh, put a perspective uh, so i don't know uh, if i'm uh, saying this right so so basically when you have when you're writing a particular uh, scene or a, a, a sketch so there is one uh, like really uh, 
extravagant sort of a character and just to establish that this person uh, this character uh, who is going to be the focus of the story is you know uh, is multi dimensional you need one unidimensional character that was ao so basically uh, that's why i chose not to judge her or read too much into her character basically so uh, that was my stand for me it is the most wishy washy uh, character writing like you said maybe that was the intention and it was most unidimensional part when i watched it second time i pretty much skipped all the scenes i know we spoke about all the scenes but pick your favorite heartwarming funny emotional scenes we have to start with the iconic car water splashing scene <laughs> we cannot discuss kimokju without talking about that <laughs> so sangeeta just before we start discussing that like i just want to give a disclaimer so throughout this entire series there are scenes where we get the background what yeah <laughs> all those what scenes are my favorite scene no but that scene is a benchmark scene and the benchmark scene is the yeah. wow and yeah. she sees the by the way the brother is excessively kind for sure in my entire life and i have appreciated kindnesses of strangers a lot i cannot imagine a handsome stranger bring an umbrella and use it for the purpose <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> so it comes and you know brings the umbrella and he protects her from getting wet, drenched by putting himself. And then comes the brother <laughs> to behave as if he is going to protect. <laughs> But you know what? That's the thing. Namji Hyuk's character was. even though he was self assured and he had to become that but at the heart he was still vulnerable and he was comfortable showing his vulnerability to kim bokchu he often treated her as a protector and in the moments when she yeah. would get angry he would actually get scared like <laughs> <laughs> you know she is his guardian or something not his girlfriend <laughs> yeah and in the scene where he goes on the date without really knowing that he's going on the date and he finds her is yeah. like ooh This body language. He's like so shrunk, shriveled up, and scaredly, scaredly looking at her. And she's you know giving him time. He's going on five minutes. Finish it. And he's like, how do I do it? And he's making all these stupid excuses to his friend, who's totally oblivious to what he's feeling. Yeah, I think that's like one of my top five uh, funny scenes. Absolutely. It Bokju has to you know write off the top itself. Like one is this where he goes on a date with his friends. friends and she finds him there and this car splashing thing and also you know when after they start dating she's still wearing that red yeah, hair this is no and then she comes up she pulls it out and hair comes out and then suddenly goes like oh shit <laughs> No, and there's a follow-up scene. So when they go uh, for the hair club shop, hair club shopping, she he finds first of all he's like, oh, you are the pig on the claim, and then he's like, oh, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> he he doesn't spare a moment to tease her. Huh? He doesn't spare any moment to tease her. And when she selects that uh, strawberry clip, she puts it on her hair, you know, over her head, and then he's like. Oh, I can't see it, but it's good. So he's like being so. So he's like, yeah, I don't really realize, you know, where it goes and how is it looking. <laughs> yeah, you look good. But her reaction is also funny. She says that this is the only clip I have got. <laughs> so every time she goes on date with whoever, yeah. <laughs> so 
that's her definition of femininity yeah. no? definition of dressing so, up there's one more epic scene that i absolutely enjoyed was that these people start dating and they are being all lovey dovey on the campus so it's a cold day and uh, they are just on the campus hugging each yeah. other kissing each other and, yeah, 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 yeah. and then he goes like you know these <laughs> these kids should be training i don't know who their parents are <laughs> they're like it's his daughter there and cut to the next scene the her both her friends are walking yeah. down the stairs yeah. and they'll be like who are these gross couple kissing each other in middle of the campus no, also i would like to give a special mention to all of the scenes of whenever they are like you know both of them are sitting and they are trying to act cute with one another and they're like Oh, she the bookjo tries to be cute, right? And then he's like, "Oh, this is your cute face." Oh, try it again. And then no, no, no. Give me more of that. Give me more of that. There are two more funny scenes. One is when the friends discover that they are in a relationship. They are like, "Okay, bias meet," and he thinks, "Oh, I, I will be so easily let off, you know, bias a meet." And she tells him, "You know, you don't want to buy me for that." Out like so much, and he realizes his mistake. No, no, he realizes half his monthly allowance has gone into the bill today. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> See, there was this another iconic scene, right, where he carries drunk Bokju in the supermarket cart, and then he says that he's proud yeah. of. Oma will be proud of me <laughs> because I could find a way to carry her back to her house. Namjoon has not given piggyback rights to his heroines, I think. Yeah. Even in twenty five, twenty one, he doesn't give. Yeah, not <laughs> yet. He doesn't. <laughs> I think we're all waiting for it. There's one scene with the elder brother that I wanted to mention. It was in the beginning only. So, when he, you know, meets her and you know saves her from the rain, he calls her a woman, and and she's like, oh, someone's called call me a woman, and you know that's like a big moment in Bokju's that's life. That's where the crush starts, and, actually. That's yeah, where that's the when the starts. crush starts, and she's like, oh my god, you know, she's just totally blown by the way he treats her, and you know, sees her as a woman, and we see that during the entire show, she has this. you know her own image and insecurity of her being not feminine enough because she's always comparing herself to you know her peers and gymnasts because you know that's what we see and that was like a defining moment because you see that moment happening with you in your life and you're like oh my god <laughs> he's calling me a woman i'm a yoga <laughs> it's the central theme of the drama feeling of that femininity and masculinity for the weightlifters In fact, the first ten episodes are completely focused on that. Kim Bokju's reactions in her relationship, her her actions that she takes in her relationship, they are all governed by the fact that idea of femininity and that contrasting sport that weightlifters play. In fact, the fight that she has with two random people, that bar fight that she has, there also they tell her, "You weightlifters, you're ugly." And then often Bokju and her friends are always comparing them against the gymnast team, how petite they are, and in fact, that whole thing is about what is. being a woman in fact nanhui the actress who plays nanhui she has actually spoken in an interview that even as an actress the fact that she had to put on weight and eat so much it didn't feel her great as a woman we have certain perceptions about what the beauty is like what femininity is like that feeling of being feminine is the central theme of their drama so no wonder her first love 
her first crush happened because he called her a woman and her insecurity in her first relationship carries on purely because she thinks that i may not be woman enough for this handsome popular guy which is why she keeps suspecting him all the time they did it so well i think when people criticize that you know it's inspired by the story of that korean weightlifter i do think this aspect they covered really well no matter how lee sung kim looked or she did not look it was immaterial but they dealt with the idea of what females weightlifters go through in their journey second time watch this was like very prominent to me which i probably did, i noticed it but probably did not see it as like a one going on theme in the first time watch yeah and that is what i think uh, like uh, namjook's character kind of you know changes that perception th- because he's the boyfriend and he tells her no i found find her sexy because she's not petite she you know she's muscular and she's tall and you know she's a weightlifter and she's strong so so he tells to her his friend right couple of scenes also where uh, she doesn't want to show her hands to the doctor the brother because she's got calluses and uh, even when they start dating uh, he holds her and she removes her hand like no no ma'am i have not put cream or whatever he's like what what are you talking these are so pretty hands these are the hands of a weightlifter i love how you know secure i feel in them and he just drags her around he says they they give me better grip even even in the first watch you will realize these small scenes are where they've shown how secure he makes her feel about uh, herself and he's constantly assuring her such a cute yaar even when he is angry with his brother because he went to her match it is only because she had said that she doesn't want a guy who she likes to see her like that he was angry on her behalf Correct. but it's actually quite silly if you look at it it's being televised the entire world will watch it he will get to watch it at some point or other but he is so angry on her behalf that why did you go see her and you don't understand i'm telling you this kind of empathy and that too in such a young age is so so hard to yeah i found it in uh, in love all place so obviously they are getting better at writing these characters so it was it's i hope i see more characters like that <laughs> um what are the emotional scenes because yeah the humor was great in this drama i love i i have cracked up on many many scenes but i think this drama portrayed some of some of the best emotional scenes i've seen in k dramas uh, which were your favorites i think there was uh, you guys mentioned and that was one of my favorite scenes also where the fa- you know bookchu discovers his, uh, her father is in the hospital and she discovers the insurances right i think meena and i and i both mentioned it in our in the talk so when she finds out and the entire play as meena mentioned before between the dad and bookchu their relationship has been so authentic this is another scene right where he buys a lipstick for her and you know and and she she's like dumbfounded oh you you bought me a lipstick <laughs> that was such a cute scene it's very subtle the way he tries to you know because he knows that he's just been the mom and dad both were for bokju and he's trying to fulfill both of the roles and uh, like we we see right that when drunk bokju uh, when namju yuk's character brings her home uh, and when the uncle he says that yeah he can be a nice but he's like and then when he says that he's better looking he's like no bokju is also very cute he's always a protective of bokju so like that entire all those scenes between the dad and bokju and him discussing bokju how protective he is of his daughter yeah he tells the father that bokju is very warm she has been warm hearted since a kid and the father realizes that in that moment that he has sincere feelings for her because that's exactly true about bokju that she makes people feel warm and she gives warm says that yeah i know she's gone on me and then namju six years pauses and says yes 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 and he's like cut the crap i know you're lying <laughs> Namjoo Ek is very good at his character is very good at you know pleasing people when he has very to. very diplomatic. 
I wonder how many of these scenes are ad-libs by Namjo Yog because there are those small micro expressions and things that he's done. Amazing, amazing. For me, uh, the insurance policy scene highlighted very well. We are so caught up in our own grief of missing our parent. We don't realize how doubly hard it's for the surviving parent because they have to now pick up both the roles. And I think through that one small scene where she sees the torn shirt of her father and she breaks down at that point. Insurance policies was one step when she realizes the sacrifices her father is making. That is the trigger for her to go back to get out of a slump and go back. See, a lot of people were supporting her and telling her, come back. But that's the trigger that if my father's done so much for me and he's going all out to let me do whatever I want, the one thing I should do is pursue my dream again. And I think that was very subtly shown, which without becoming too melodramatic, this drama showed a lot of uh, scenes very subtly. The other was the hug between uh, Namju Yuk and Lee Jun Myung when, you know, he's had a breakdown and Bokchu tells him, go back, first go back to your mother. Mothers are never disappointed in their kids. Because he's embarrassed about his behavior. And he goes, chats normally about chestnuts and all. She gets him to make tea and he just goes and hugs her so sweetly. And he's like, I'm so sorry for what I did. And I think without showing too much, they showed exactly how parents and kids uh, can realize what they mean to each other. So these were my uh, my favorite scenes. And I did I did cry a lot actually on both the scenes. Me too. By the way, that Bokchu realizing that her father had sacrificed so much and she goes back to the slum, she had that realization of a conversation with her friend as well. The friend yes, who has to yes. go run that establishment yes. because of her mother. And that conversation really pushed her out of the slum and then that scene with the torn shirt. With- she has uh, sort of realized, I mean, she has mentioned this in the early episodes when she is trying to sign up for the weight clinic, right? to lose weight she says that it is like uh, so much uh, uh, money for this but and then uh, her samchun buys a new scooter for deliveries and then he's like uh, she realizes oh no my dad is not is you know was riding an old scooter and i'm signing up for this weight clinic so you realize that there was that first crush that distraction was there which is why she kind of overlooked that and took it for granted which uh, a lot of us do with our uh, parents sacrifices but then there comes one one point where we start seeing everything clearly and that is the trigger point which you mentioned again which happened in this scene which helps her get out of the slump and do things for her father and her family sort of so that was very beautifully written as well actually Kim Bokcho never took this for granted I would say she actually decided not to go for that weight loss clinic but her feelings, she was so overpowered by her feelings of her first love and she just goes irrational and which is understandable for her. She's the woman. So why would she not go there? One scene, she's just crossing the road and she sees the doctor cross the road and she forgets why she's where she's going and she follows the doctor. Yeah. And that's how strong first yeah. crushes can be. I like Bokju taking charge of her love life at that age and doing things however silly irrational spit she took steps to do whatever she thought that she couldn't control at whatever consequences so for me one of the emotional scenes that i related to uh, a lot was when bokju wins the championship and uh, the time when she goes into the slump that she starts sleeping a lot and uh, she's ignoring calls of her friends and junyong's calls and all of that and one fine day he catches her at uh, one common place and he asks, why aren't you picking my calls and all of those things. And instead of giving any explanation, she just breaks down in front of him saying that, 
you know i'm not enjoying what i'm doing uh, anymore and i just feel like sleeping i i'm just feeling listless and and she's just looking at him and uh, junyoung realizes that she is going into a slump right now because that's happened with him and he uh relates to the symptoms that she is uh mentioning and he just doesn't say or ask anything and he just gives her this long hug and cut to the next scene she is confessing to her father that she does not enjoy weightlifting anymore so uh that you was spoke my scene yeah oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> that's okay this was my scene that is a heartwarming moment he comes angry at her yes. that why are you making people worry can you not answer and blah blah and then she says that there is something on my heart it is pressuring my heart and i'm in slump and listless and he totally forgets his anger his expression changes from anger to complete concern about her and he's like oh my yes. god what are you saying and he just hugs her pats her in, in that back that that was my heartwarming scene oh i'm so sorry i <laughs> that's okay <laughs> uh, but yeah so but uh, you know uh, because it was so relatable and the fact that uh, she realized that she was so aware that something is wrong with her that is not her she says that i think i'm sick or something like uh, that's a very uh, interesting angle uh, because a lot of times when you are in slump it is always usually somebody else coming and telling you you know something is wrong with you you're not following uh, your particular pattern or a routine and uh, bokju was very aware of uh, what she is and what she is going through so uh, i i really sort of you know uh, i did not tear up maybe but i did not tear up during this entire drama i confess but then it was really uh, sad what is sad plus i don't know it was a very like lump in my throat kind of a scene for me yeah one of the scenes that i found very emotional was when uh, sono goes uh, missing right she's awol she goes off to her parents place and bokju and nani they think about okay wow, what happened all of a sudden why did she go there and they make this effort to actually go to her place see what has happened talk to her why do you why don't you want to come back i think that was uh, very mature and uh, warm thing for friends of that age to do i think in college everybody is like that like when something happens to your friend even the smallest thing it's like your biggest worry at that point of time and i think for them they showed a lot of maturity to forget about everything that is happening in especially bokju she has so much happening around her and so much she, she's dealing with already and then she go, goes and does this for sonok i felt it was very touching and heartwarming that was one of my scenes also but i didn't mention because since one of you guys were already taking yeah. <laughs> i loved their friendship there uh the scenes so two bits were really important for me in which terms of how their relationship got established uh is which you mentioned her she woke to's confession that she's you know not feeling well and then she realizes she's going in a slump uh how namju helps her he says call me call me at 7 okay call me and then he waits for her call i'll come play with you and then he goes sees her when he's working she's constantly concerned about her jungju yun's character goes through the same uh, abandonment uh, it comes up again when when he realizes mother's not come for him and he goes missing uh it's very different both how they both are angry at each other the way it was shown and when bokju goes she is frantic she cuts her interview short and she's frantically searching for him she's worried and you know one scene i don't know how many of you realizes she is not very comfortable with water 
in the first scene itself when you know she trips and she's not able and he's like please stand up now it's your height and walk through okay when he realized in the first episode itself she's not comfortable walking in the water and he's floating on water and she's terrified to walk through it but she goes because she her concern for him overpowers all her fears and she gets him out and i love the fact that both of them in their own sweet way were there for each other and how she tells him that you at least have a mother to complain about i don't even have a mom privileged people are always complaining it's so again so subtly shown like i said throughout the drama they've not actually shown how much bokju misses her mother and that comes out in that one scene and she says moms are never disappointed she has a sick child doesn't mean she loves you less how beautifully they showed each other's uh, you know how understanding they are to each other's situation so to me that was those two scenes tied up together showed the depth of their relationship and like these guys are going to just stay together forever we'll see each other through to the rest of their life i didn't expect bokju to be so wise how she treats how she speaks for his mother and gives him the right kind of thing so far i hadn't seen bokju she was obviously empathetic because of her family ties and everything but i never thought that she could be this wise and mature when she dealt with typically she is the one being protected throughout the drama isn't it by him but that was one time that she completely took care of him when it was most needed so there was another subtle theme that they are showing in the background about parenting so we we have already spoken about bokju's dad and even about you know junju young's parents like all his his uh, uncles aunt and you know uh, his own mother but we also see there's a scene between uh, the ex girlfriend siho and her mom and about how because she comes from a you know a humble background her mother wants she says in a dialogue that you know you are not just your you don't have your own life your life belongs to us so there are parents who try to fulfill their dreams through their own kid because they realize you know that she's a gymnast and she can make money and i mean that's bad parenting for you but they're trying to contrast it in the way uh, as they show uh, bokju's parents and you know that uh, girl's uh, mother when she says you know that uh, you have to uh, do good in gymnastics because we need money and we have invested in you so there are parents like that and there was a subtle contrast shown there was a very brief scene but that actually happens a lot in real life where there are parents like that as well and i kind of liked the way they put tried to portray that as well so that contrast i was just conscious that we didn't mention uh, the gymnast story in our discussions obviously it's not a character i guess we all loved so much but i think she was the ex girlfriend and she does a few things in her jealousy in her own trauma that she is going through her struggle she's going through but there's one scene that i loved about her is she takes a call that she's done with gymnastics because she's not enjoying it anymore I don't think it's any easy for any athlete to take that call in their life when do they retire you know when do they say this stops for me I also love the fact that despite their history Jungjoon Yeon and Bokju go support her and Bokju is the first one okay and he always says I don't understand how you women operate yeah how are you getting so close with my ex it's uncomfortable for me and poor guys dragged along like come on <laughs> and Bokju says if you were not involved we would have become good friends <laughs> and you know she she still has admiration for siho and she says that hopefully someday we'll be able to uh, will we be able to have the courage that she showed today 
and uh, you know he says you know stop just focus on being a weightlifter and swimmer we'll tackle the day when it uh, comes so I-, i thought that was a very nice uh, scene to close it and that that scene when it continues right when namjook's character says that you know we just have to focus on the now he comes up as so mature he's like just stop worrying about the future you know he's always so mature in those scenes i'm like bro he's he's just so young and he has such such kind of foresightedness and you know maturity that he always and with that puppy eyes that he has yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and bogju says you just sounded very cool and classy over okay? yeah. said this and he's like oh should we should i warm up so that i become yeah. a bit hot so he puts a pj also in that like dude can just go on <laughs> he switches he switches his mode you know <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we've gone on and on. We can go on for another two hours, I think. We are time constrained. I'm sorry. <laughs> What was your main takeaway from this drama? What would you leave the listeners with? I think for me, it was uh, what Bogju says uh, when she goes to the school, right? Teriyang. When she goes there, she says that uh, it was it was not just me and my sport that made me, but everybody and everything around me. I think that is what was the main takeaway of the drama that. whatever you are it is about the people around you the relationships friendships everything that makes you so uh, there's this scene in the beginning of the episodes where this coach uh, is you know addressing the entire weightlifting his uh, contingent and he says that you know you can always be surprised by life you always have to watch the match till the end you might switch off the match and then you know something happens and your team the team you're rooting for wins you can never you know lose any moment so every moment counts and i think uh, the fact that harshi mentioned that you know entire story we see what's happening in the present the now and and what uh, namjook's character says that you know you have to focus on the present we, we can just work hard for the present and we can't worry about the future we'll see when it happens we'll deal we'll deal with it so you know right now focus on me i'm your boyfriend <laughs> or you know or probably your weightlifting your task that is set out for you and th- th- don't worry about the future that's like a very 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 insightful thing and very i mean you know big thing but they've shown it so nicely in the drama it is actually a big thing i just finished reading this book called man's search for a meaning it's written by a psychiatrist who was in nazi concentration camp himself for many many months and after he survived the camp he actually wrote the book and there is this one thing that you have to get end of your line to be able to see what's in store for you you have to survive till the end to see what's going to happen you have to endure till then he says that people in concentration camp did not die as much for torture that they went through for the kind of little indignities or for the kind of non measurable pain that they went through they basically lost their lives purely for the lack of hope lack of meaning lack of will to be able to see it to the end of it that's what they lost their lives for so when i heard that dialogue by the coach when he's giving his speech ironically or unfortunately unfortunately i was reading the book at the same time they were the exact same sentences that you have to endure till the end to see what's going to come and it can change anytime for any people by the way the coach scenes were also funny he would give such long long speeches and yeah. Oh God! I should love it. And then she would cut him with a weightlifting fighting and. Oh, oh, let's go for dinner. <laughs> I think we need someone like that. We definitely need someone like that. <laughs> we need a coach Choi. And and he's one of my favorite actors. Also, the guy who plays uh, coach Choi Musung. Oh my God, he's brilliant. He's he's in Reply series as Reply, well. Reply so. Prison Playbook and uh, Mr. Sunshine. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 
so i think uh, there were two uh, major takeaways for me one is definitely the healthy relationships uh, you know around the main leads uh, again not only the romantic relationship but also the family friendship and uh, the team uh, teamwork sort of camaraderie that they had so uh, i i'm repeating this again of course and second thing was uh, how nicely and without sort of uh, either glamorizing it or making it dark they have depicted or portrayed the mental health uh, issues of all the uh, athletes or uh, all the athletes of that age they have they have made it look very normal that this is part of the process and with professional help it can be uh, made better so it's not your it's not the end of the journey that's that's what they have shown with all the different types of athletes they have shown they've shown it with the gymnast uh, jun ji young as a swimmer he's already in a slump when the show starts then uh, you know uh, the shiho's story is shown where she is returning she's already a successful uh, gymnast but she's now returning because she hasn't performed well or qualified so we see that arc also and then we actually encounter the bokchu's slump uh, era where uh, she is the main lead she is on a rise and suddenly she hits this block but throughout the uh, and they have definitely shown the symptoms and challenges uh, the uh, panic attacks anxiety attacks anorexia uh, how she who ends up you know uh, binge eating at night because she is not able to eat and all of that and uh, the kind of challenges that bokju goes through uh, during this entire thing uh, they have shown it very well a normalized say any kind of athlete at any stage in their success or career it could happen to them right i think that they've normalized it very well. yes yes absolutely and also when one time shiho is in the hospital uh, junyoo junyoo kind of refers her to her psychiatrist saying that you know this this guy is good for long term blah 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 so uh, that aspect i really loved about i mean uh, very few shows not only korean shows but like all across uh, the globe there are very few shows which have dealt dealt with this mental health topic in such a easy breezy uh, sensitive way so i i really like that yeah my takeaway is a very little on takeaway so there is a scene when siho is trying to win back namji hu's character or she says that i am going to put as much as a time and effort it takes and he says that you know relationships are one thing where effort and time is not what makes it work that's not how you know, love happens so don't think that effort will change anything don't think that time will change anything. this is one of the things that happens in unhealthy relationship where one person's goes out of the way sacrifices a lot and then feels like i'm not getting enough in return and then resent them about it i thought that even though the context of that that dialogue was slightly different in the drama but i do think that's what matters sure relationships require effort and time but that's not the only thing that makes it work you really cannot do one sided effort and expect that it will bloom i i think i no i actually wanted to add this to my bit when uh, but it's okay i just want to put it out there uh because of uh, while we were talking about uh, anxiety and how junjun young uh the show starts with jun jun young being in a slump we all know that he has that starting problem i just remembered that scene now so uh, uh 
they show him in the first entrance scene that he's about to go uh, go for his competition and they show his back he's waiting in the locker room and we see that you know it's such a serious scene and then the camera pans into him idiot he's playing on his mobile phone and then he loses his like shit yaar and then, so that happens and i'm like what a goofball of a character this is but then i remembered that you know uh, and this flashed to me because i followed the uh, olympics tokyo olympics very closely last year and they've shown like a lot of athletes being busy with their hobbies especially this tom daly who's a swimmer again became very famous with his knitting and and uh, he's really good at his sport but also he he's really good at knitting also so a lot of athletes are uh, you know advised by their uh, professional psychiatrists and therapists to pick up some hobby which keeps their uh, anxiety at par before such big competitions so uh, some people play listen to music some people play mobile games and so then i could sort of relate that you know maybe jun yong was doing it uh, to calm himself down i have to add a frivolous thing to this have you noticed how many times namji hyuk takes off his jacket and shirt <laughs> and goes shirtless for jumping into the pool it kept happening so many times but he's kind of got the swimming swimming body so i think they exploited it to full level where they could <laughs> so when he took off his jacket for the fourth or fifth time i was like oh my god i didn't even notice it first time but have you noticed that the uh, namju yuk has done like a lot of water related characters yeah right of bride of habik bride of habik yeah so uh, he's suited for the water genre of roles <laughs> not that we are complaining i wasn't complaining at all <laughs> <laughs> just an observation that how substantial our observations are uh, guys uh, guys we are professional podcasters uh, doing a deep dive and detail analysis <laughs> We we definitely keep a count of how many times the male lead yeah. takes off his jacket. <laughs> In fact, there's a scene also. I think Bookju says uh, to Namjoon's character that you can't show off your chest to other oh, women. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> to other women. Don't cover it up. Cover it up. Cover, cover it up. Go balls for me. <laughs> Don't cover it up. 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 talent hard work and supportive people is what make a successful athlete and this drama projected it very well the journey uh, of this athlete so that's a wrap on our deep dive for weightlifting fairy kimbokchu i think we could have gone on for another four hours we just don't have that luxury of time the listeners have now realized how much of a favorite it is amongst the five of us so yes it's very high uh, on our recommend to watch list so go watch this drama if you haven't Moon and Harshi thank you so much for coming on our podcast always a pleasure to hear different views on K dramas and discussing them with you thank you yeah. for having us and we hope we'll do more collabs yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as for the listeners i think you all know the drill please if you like this episode give us a shout out uh, reach out to us our email twitter instagram handles are all there in our episode notes do share your feedback and until our next episode aniyo bye